0: keep going because you're just around the corner from something amazing.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Annika and this is the Tried and Truth Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Tried and True Podcast. Today, we are sitting down with Mary McConville. She is the founder of the Grow a Bright Instagram page that has really just launched into this incredible community of support around motherhood and moms just through her artwork and through her illustrations. She is sharing with us just her own journey of reimagining motherhood and challenging us all to do the same, getting rid of those expectations or beliefs that no longer serve us and that are preventing us from thriving in the human and now, as well as raising kids to do the same. Take a listen. Mary, thank you so much for hanging out with us on the podcast today. I am thrilled that you're here and I cannot wait for people just to hear more about you, your story, and we can just take away some wisdom from you today. Oh my gosh. I'm so
0: grateful to have the opportunity to have this conversation. and, And I'm just always so excited to make a new Instagram friend. (laughs) <laughs> even though we're going to get you more on Instagram after this. I know, I I'm know. i inspire you. I'm going to be your muse <laughs> and we're going to get you all set up
1: on Instagram where you're like, you know, finding your Please. people. And, and Please, thank you. Inspired. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, we need some muses in our life. So tell us about the muse that you are and how you became that.
0: <laughs> well, so Grow Up Right is my Instagram page. And basically it started from... My son was diagnosed with ADHD and some depression when he was only eight years old. And I was, you know, the stay-at-home mom. I was the definition of what you would say a perfect stay-at-home mom should be, like textbook-wise. I, you know, made all the meals. I was always there at pickup. Um, We were super creative. I did, you know, he, he did... A wonderful nursery school. I did all of the things, and I and my and I couldn't stop what was happening to him from happening. Like so, it didn't really matter that I read all the books or that I had all these ideas. He was the kid that he was, and I had to become the the right mom for him. So I used grow up right as a way to bring more positivity to my life because it was. It was so scary and so hard um, watching him struggle. And so I was learning a lot at that time. And so I wanted to bring that information to other people. And so I started in, I started Grow Up Right with that in mind. And then I tapped into something. I tapped into mother mothers that were feeling really overwhelmed and lost and that they had lost themselves in it. And so I started to create. So my outlet was doing art. I've always been a creative. I was a photographer. I I did family photography before my second child came around. Um, I went to art school. I went to FIT, which is the Fashion Institute of Technology in the city. So I'd always done art. Um, But this art, help me connect with others and share the, the, the hard parts of motherhood, but still the beauty of it. So that was, that's where my art came from. And so it resonated and then the page just grew. And then I was kind of like, I was surprised by that in a way, not that like, you know, I mean, people love being successful, but I almost got a fear of success. And so I had to like figure out, well, what is it that I'm trying to accomplish? Cause I kind of just fell into it, if that makes sense. Like I just for started sure. doing these pieces and, you know, it just really was resonating. I think the turning point for me was it was 2020. We were all home, <laughs> stuck with sure. our families. Oh, and it was a very uncertain time. And it was around Mother's Day. And I posted asking for moms to share their struggles with motherhood, or it was like their their moments in motherhood. And I got, I don't know, about 50 to 60 responses of people sending me pictures of themselves in like hard moments in motherhood. And like, what they needed to hear. And so then I started doing art based on that um, and tagging them and sort of created this community. And then, yeah, things have evolved. Um, Life as a mother kind of is my focus. So whenever I'm really involved in motherhood, it's hard to, you know, maintain the social media and Instagram keeps changing. So it's, So I'm in an evolutionary phase with the Instagram page right now. So we'll see where it, where it goes.
1: I love so many things about what you just shared. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out which one to unpack first. One is like the creating encouragement for the one. Let's just start there because I I love what you said about you kind of had people say, give me these raw, real moments. Yeah. And you just started creating, which is kind of like, I don't know if you follow Morgan Harper Nichols, but kind of like how her story started is like, I'm just going to write for the one person. and I feel like for so many people, we just feel like it's this go big or go home. Like I got to, you know, tap into this big audience or have this big reach. And it's like, do it for the one person. If that's something that brings you life and fulfillment and like, let it just organically go and grow from there. So I love that that's part of your, let's say like early beginnings, but not really probably early beginnings, but you know, these places where it's like, how do I get content? Just ask people what they struggle with or have them send real life things of being in the thick of it just to be able to create like, Hey, we're all in this together. I love that. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think that was the beauty of it was that one mom sharing a, one of her struggles allowed a whole bunch of moms to feel seen because it was like, oh, you know, I mean, because there, I did some um, pictures of, you know, moms right after birth. Like, you know, that's like it's just like the baby's born, the mom's born and no one really prepares you for that. Like you kind of hear about it, but you're so focused on like doing everything right for the baby, like getting all the stuff for, for the baby and like learning how to like breastfeed if you're doing that and, and changing a diaper, all that stuff. Cause it can be so new, but you're forgetting that like you're transformed like you're you're never going to be the same again like you, you know no matter what happens with that child like you are forever changed like i mean and i guess it starts in pregnancy but it really hits once you're you know once you're holding your child
1: oh, so good and i love like the part of it too where you just you really stepped out to create this community of support. And I feel like for a lot of women, especially not just women, but mainly women, it's such a like competitive, not enoughness, insufficiency, inadequacy feeling that I feel like we struggle with everywhere we look, whether it's, you see the kid on the athletic field, you know, (laughs) he's kind of next level. (laughs) You look at the mom who's exercising, you're like, "Eh." Quite next level. You're like all the people. Everybody else is next level, and you just kind of feel like you're in this place. And just to say, I just want to come alongside and support other women. And I was talking to someone the other day over coffee, and we were talking about this whole like idea of just women supporting women, because I I feel like especially in like the workplace, it's a very toxic energy. You thinking about how can we be those different people that? Are that person? We're not looking for that person to pour into us. We're just looking to be the person that encourages other people and supports other people and comes alongside other people, not expecting anything in return. Just that, (laughs) that's huge. Cause
0: I, yes, cause I feel like women tend, like, you know, we see all these social media about, like, you know, like all being supportive and, you know, like let's cheer each other on. But then in the reality, it's not like that. So I tell my kids that, um, what hurt people hurt people, you know? And so I think that those frenemies, they tend to come from a place of like, where they're, they're feeling, um, insecure. And because, because I always say that, like, if, if someone's feeling good, they're never going to try to tear someone down. They're always going to like, be cheering you on. It's only when they feel threatened or they feel lower that they're going to want to bring you down to that level with them. And so that's where taking care of yourself as a mom and as a woman, like knowing like what your values are, knowing what, where you're going, it allows you to be supportive because you don't see other people as competition. And so On Instagram, on social medias, I mean, I feel like it's either people are complaining, like there's a lot of that. Like a lot of people are angry and just want to complain. And that's fine. Like I get that too. (laughs) I mean, but or they're yeah, they're showing their highlight reel without the context of like the struggle so much. And so I feel like there's that in between. And so for me, that's where my Instagram page is. About showing the struggle, but also saying, like, we can get through this. There's support in it, not, not to shame. It's like, it's so, there's so many. Like, it's like, you know, either you're shaming and guilting, or you're complaining too much, or you're um, just unrealistic expectations, all of that stuff. And so I struggle with my page with keeping it real. So that you see yourself, but then trying to give them a spark to like, feel good about themselves. Because I think at the end of the day, if you use social media in that way, you come away feeling really good. And so it's like, I always recommend like unfollowing accounts. Like if you're watching someone that makes you feel like less than, then that's not the account for you. And it could be a friend, but
1: you need to like, just separate that. For sure. And I love how you use the term, help people like reimagine motherhood.
0: Yes.
1: And I don't know about you, but I expected motherhood to look very different than it looks. <laughs> I feel like growing up, I always wanted to be a mom. That was like my dream. I want to be a mom. And I imagined myself to be this super nurturing, everything homemade, everything perfect. Like we read together, we bond together, we do all these things together. And like I, my cup is full. And then I had three boys. <laughs> like, my life is a disaster. <laughs> my mind is a disaster. My emotional, mental, physical state is a disaster. And it's like I, you know, you go through this place of, you kind of lose yourself. And I, you mentioned that at the very beginning of this conversation. And I, I know that there were times, especially after I stepped away from, kind of the eight to five world, and felt like I've lost myself. And it's like yeah. you haven't lost yourself. It's just exactly. you said reimagining, and I. There's a, a counselor who's going to be on the season of the podcast. And she has like a whole tagline of re, all these things, re-hoping, reviving, restoring. It's like, we can reimagine yep. for the current state. Like right now is not going to be where they were when you had a cute belly and you're, you know, yep. your first baby shower, your first belly and seeing that first baby for the first time, you know, now it's different. It's like, now they're sweaty and smelly and I can't figure <laughs> where the smell is coming from. It's just, it's different. Right. Well, it's there's different.
0: Like seasons of motherhood. Like. I did, a post, sure. I did a post about like, season, like that first season, you know, it's you're exhausted. Like it's so overwhelming. Then there's like a discovery where you're discovering your child, like, because they're becoming a, a human being. The goal I, I believe in parenting is to raise a, a child that is independent and is not afraid to go after their purpose. Like that to me is like, the the goal of like how i want to raise my kids it's not about being happy i mean happy is wonderful but it's not something that we can stay at all the time mm-hmm. but if they're content if they're secure if with themselves they'll find happiness they'll find all of the things that you know society tells us that we should be looking for all the time and trying to sell us lots of stuff right but um i think that What happens when we lose ourselves? It's really us, like for lack of a better word, because you know, my kids play a lot of games, like up-leveling. You're like kind of like going to the next level of who you are becoming. And so sometimes we need to play with our imagination. Like we need to really like think, hmm, what could this look like? What what is my life gonna look like when my kids are? Grown and flown. And that helps us in the moments where motherhood just completely overwhelms us, I think.
1: But I love how you put this spin on it of, but there's so much joy here. There's so much fulfillment here. It just looks a little bit different and you have to find those moments. And so I think finding that place where you really relate to people with where they are when they feel like they're falling apart, but saying, but, but you you can have both and you can have both of these things and have that. You can be
0: miserable. You can be sad. Like you can, I don't want to say miserable. Like (laughs) You can be, you can be in the thick of it. You know, you can be submerged, but when you have that knowing of possibility, it, it can you're you're always able to reimagine that though that moment. And then it allows you to really fully drop into the season of motherhood that you're in. So, like, yeah, you know, they're so cute when they're babies and toddlers. It's a lot of work, but they're adorable. I mean, like, I, I look at my kids little pictures all the time. And I'm like, look at you, you know, I mean, yeah, I have a fourth grader and a seventh grader now. Um, and they're, they're turning into, you know, very handsome adults, but like, they're not cute anymore. Like their feet are like bigger than mine. I mean, it's (laughs) like, and yeah, the smells and stuff, but, but watching them develop into their, that is such a gift. I mean, and watching it the whole way. I mean, that's what, I mean, we get a front row seat of the evolution of a human being and we get to, you know, encourage. I I don't think we, we, we don't make our kids, right? Our kids are kind of who they are, but we can, you know, water the parts that (laughs) that we want to bloom and kind of try to help them trim away the parts that might not serve them so well, you know, and, and, or help them to, to use all the parts in a way that, that leads them to, to their success.
1: One of the words you just kind of mentioned a little bit ago is just like this kind of feel like we're falling apart or unraveling. And I know you and I chatted a little bit about that uh, right before we hit record on this episode, but you know, I think that there is more that we can kind of just speak to in conversation around that, because I think for a lot of moms who are in a season of change, whatever that change looks like, like I am just becoming a mom for the first time, or my kids are going to school for the first time, or they're stepping away to college for the first time. Like there's these places where you feel like, I feel like things are falling apart. I feel like things are really messy. And kind of what I'm hearing you say, and I think I know to be true, is in those moments when we feel like things are unraveling or we feel like things are falling apart or we feel like we're backstepping on productivity or like what we're putting into something. too. In those other mo- seasons where it's like, I'm, I'm not painting, I'm not yep. creating, I'm not doing it, but you are doing, you're doing some important inner work and finding creativity and inspiration and being restored and just allowing like stillness and calmness for a brief moment in time to just kind of fill you up and heal you a little bit to to go back out there and whatever next looks like.
0: That, I mean, I think that that's so important. So like moms that stay home, and I mean, all moms, but moms, especially that stay home, that might not have found their career before they went into motherhood. Or like you you were saying, like, we're like, all I want to be is a mom. And it's like, yes, because I was like that. Like, all I wanted to be was a mom. And now that I am living that life and and moments, I love it so much, but also moments I'm like, okay, but you can't like you are a mom forever, but you can't be in like the thick of it forever. So eventually your kids, as we know, grow. And so it's so important that in the pause, like it's like a self-study. Basically, it's like, if you look at motherhood as like your sabbatical, you know, so you're, though you're working your butt off, we're not going to say that like moms (laughs) don't work and working moms work just as much too. I mean, we're like any mom is working, and so I mean, I think of it sort of like cleaning out your closet of like beliefs though. So like we all have these beliefs about motherhood and who we're supposed to be in it, what it means, all of these things. And sometimes they don't fit us anymore. And so each season with our kids allows us to kind of like look and take out the things that no longer fit us or flatter us or, you know, um. Just reinvent ourselves. And so that's where the reimagining part really comes in. Cause I think allowing ourselves those pockets to just drop into where we are, but knowing that it's
1: leading us somewhere, somewhere else. Yep. And what's so cool about your story, too, is you talked about kind of your background and how all these pieces kind of culminated together in different ways and seasons where you kind of stepped back and you dabbled in a little bit of this and dabbled in a little bit of that. And and now it's kind of all come together where, you know, it's almost like you didn't really have to try too hard. You just had like the the pieces fit, but not in the way that you maybe thought it was going to look. And so I would love just to hear some lessons you've learned along the way as you've created this space where not only you come alive in sharing your gifts and talents and skills, but that like you help others come alive too. And so it, and like I said, it looks so different Different. than, I don't think there was a job description. It was like, would you like to be a modern mom, you know, muse on Instagram? That was not, you know, a job description that you sent in your application for. It's like something you created. Are there lessons or things that you just feel like, I'm so glad I learned this, or I wish I would have known this sooner that we can kind of glean some wisdom from.
0: I mean, I think, you know, one of the biggest lessons is, you know, never say never, you know, Um, and, and like, even with that, like never say never, just because you choose something doesn't mean it has to be forever too. And I think sometimes we think, and yeah, I think that sometimes we think we have to choose a career or we have to choose a path. And then we're afraid to say, oh, you know, this doesn't work for me anymore. and then we get stuck in it and then there's resentment and then there's burnout and all that negative stuff. But I think that's because especially our society, it's like you chose that box. You cannot go out of that box, but I don't believe that. That's what I try to encourage with my kids too. It's like, you're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to try something and go as far as you can with it because it will lead you to the next thing and being open to that and i've been so blessed to be able to be home taking care of my kids and get to pursue these passions and then i get to help people like i get to like light the fire for people because it's like so we all like i I, don't know, I we all need a muse in our lives we all need someone who like believes in us and is cheering us on And so I, that's what my grow up right page is about. It's about cheering you on and seeing where you're at, but telling you, you know, keep going because you're just around the corner from something amazing.
1: Love that. I love that. Any other kind of lessons learned of just like launching a business too, that you feel like have been really helpful or just to keep you staying your own course?
0: (laughs) I think, you know, it there's so many trends and there's so many different ways to do something. And I think that allows us to be our individual selves. So I always encourage people like, you know, when they're starting a Instagram page, the more you put yourself into it, the more people are going to connect with you. And it, it's, it's not about social media is social. So you have to go on there to to you have
1: to be people. social. <laughs>
0: yeah. You have to like meet people and like be friendly and like, you know, write people, like don't be afraid to like send people a DM. I mean, as long as it's not like, will you buy my stuff or anything inappropriate? And I I have to say, in all of the years that I've been doing Instagram, I really never dealt with trolls. And I think it's because, I mean, now I'm probably like inviting it in, but whatever, (laughs) but, but I've never, I never really get pushback because the message that I'm sending out is one of just positivity. So it's like, you can come at me, but like, (laughs) like you, like, it's like, what, like, why? Like I'm not saying anything like controversial and It's not that I'm afraid to say controversial. I think being positive is controversial because people are so (laughs) angry right now. So I think being like, hey, it's going to be okay. Like I was on a group, a mom group chat and then, you know, mom group chats. Like they were all (laughs) complaining about the lunch program. And I was like, guys, it's going to be okay. It's going to work out. And then yesterday I forgot to send my kids to school with lunch because I thought I had ordered it and whatever and I was then like oh this lunch program does stink (laughs) and now I get why you guys were all angry but I was like but it's gonna work out but I was like I was the one that was like it's gonna be fine and then I was gonna you take your own
1: advice. No, yeah. it's all gonna be okay. It's all just be so okay. funny you share that. So my my kids get lunch on Thursdays. Um, it starts next week, not this week. And yesterday, my husband and I, every Wednesday night, we have an event we go to, and so We had a babysitter come over and I was being super proactive. I'm like, pack the three lunches. Like, oh no, tonight, it's just one because you guys have lunch tomorrow. And I was so proud of myself for getting it done before like 10 o'clock at night when I'm super tired, running out the door in the morning. And so sure enough, drop the kids off at school, like get in the car. We've got a long commute now. So I'm driving back and I answer the phone and I just hear like in the car speakers, mommy, today is not fun lunch. (laughs) you need to bring us all lunch. And I'm like, "Ah." we're all just trying so hard. I mean,
0: they're so funny. So like, like (laughs) my son calls me on the way home and he's like, mom, he's like, you didn't give me lunch today. And I was like, no, you were, you got lunch. And he was like, no, that's next week. And I was like, and the mom guilt. And he's like, it's okay. It was all right. See, like, we're all, all there know. together. Right. We're all
1: forgetting the lunch. But it was like funny, but like
0: my son was like comforting me because I felt so bad that I had forgotten his lunch. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's only like, yeah, it's not even the first full week of school yet. And I'm like, forgetting oh, <laughs> lunch already. But you know, it's an example of how, you know, even our kids, like when we teach them, like we make mistakes they make me say like, and that, you know, we have to have, you know, compassion for ourselves, just like, you know, and, and he was giving me that compassion. And I was like, I was like, thank you for being so understanding. I'm like, but I still feel really terrible. I still feel really terrible. I'm like, I'm going to let it go. But then I'm sharing it here because it's like, you know, but I feel like everyone forgets. But you shared
1: it and I'm telling you I did the same thing. Exactly.
0: (laughs) But that's what I mean. Like, it's like, so it's like if I share, it's like, we're not terrible. Like it's, you know, and the school knows and the school's not going to say like, oh, that mom. That mom.
1: Because when I dropped it off this morning, she goes, oh, this happens all the time. (laughs) like, okay, well, here they are. So we're, we're all just trying. And I just love that you have created a space where we normalize the highs and we normalize the lows and a place where people just feel enough. Like they just feel like we're, um, you kind of say, you say cherish and supported. And I think that that is another reason probably why so much of, you know, what you have done has Kind of blown up. I think people are all longing to, to find those people, and I just want to encourage anyone who's listening to go be those people too. Yeah, go be those people yes. to the people around you and helping yeah. them feel those the support that you're looking for as well. I think it it gives back, like you said, it, it lights okay. you up. Getting being able to do this work, and I think yeah. just knowing that that never returns void, helping other people find success in wherever they are in that place of motherhood right now of you're good (laughs) it's all okay so like the reimagining
0: motherhood isn't about like saying oh your motherhood stinks and you should reimagine it it's when you feel like you can't like you don't know where you're going with it it's like you get to imagine like and we our society puts so much pressure on us to be these certain kinds of moms and we have these expectations. And then motherhood's very different from any of that. Like you can't read about it in a book. Like you, can, you can't you can until you live it. And so allowing ourselves that, that transformation, allowing ourselves to see what's not working for us, like what beliefs, what expectations that we've put on ourselves, and transform that into ones that we can grow into, and that allows for us to be that heart of the home. Our a mom's energy radiates throughout oh, so true. the home, and I really, I do really believe. Like, so if your heart is full and good, it just radiates to your kids, and it, it helps you when, when, when it's hard. So. That's you know that's what reimagining motherhood is. It's you know about like sort of taking our power back, you know. Because I think we think like, oh well, I'm not good enough if I'm not working out in the house. I'm not good enough if I've not made home cooked meals. I'm not good enough if I'm not, you know, um, if my kid's not doing X, Y, and Z. Like, and that's not necessarily true. I think just being whole and being hmm. grounded in, in who we are and knowing that like there's future, like there's, that there's a future of possibilities allows for, allows for our kids to just fully like just bloom.
1: That's so good. So good. One of the things I love to ask at the end of every episode is just like, what does success look like? Because I think it's really cool to see different perspectives and you've kind of found this nice, beautiful balance of getting to do creative work and, you know, entrepreneurship and creative stuff and motherhood and life stuff and community that you're building and all of this. Mm -hmm. And so how would you say at this moment in time, because I think it can definitely be an evolving definition. Yeah. How do you view success? Like what is that definition that you're pursuing?
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, success is really about who I'm reaching. So if I am able to have one connection in a day where like a mom just was like, Oh my gosh, the baby wouldn't stop crying or like regressive sleep or whatever. And I can comfort them, but inspire them at the same time. To me, that's success. And so that allows me then to feel really good and then my kids feel really good. To me, it's pouring into someone, but not not to please it's like it's like I pour into someone and it gets poured right back into me. It's like this weird cycle of, of the more I share that light, the more it like just really comes back. making someone else's day.
1: Feel a little lighter, just so cool. Like one picture at a time, one story at a time, one moment in time at a time, and that can have you know the impacts of that are yep. multiplied. A like little and,
0: pebble, yeah. Yes. I like it's like throwing that little positivity pebble in like the sea. You're not of trying like, to push
1: boulders. You're just trying no, to toss it's like, enough and it's just watching that yes.
0: re- that ripple because it's like that you know that ripple because you you help that one mom. And then she maybe helps a friend, but but she also helps her kids because I do really believe that when moms are good, our kids are good. And you know, it's not to put that pressure on us that like we have to be perfect. We have to take care of our mental health, our physical health, our 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 other well beings in order to be that light for our kids. And but it's also okay for us to have those moments where we're in the dark, like we need, like we, we need to regenerate sometimes. Like we need to like mm. kind of like sit with it, but it is taking those steps every day to move forward.
1: Well, I know I'm for sure walking away with that takeaway today is just this mental image you have left me of you don't have to be pushing boulders every day. Just toss the pebble, let it create its ripple. So thank you for that visual that I get to literally put in my back pocket today. And I'm super that. thankful for that. Uh, we've talked about Instagram. So tell us where yes. people can go find all of your work and how they can follow along. Yeah. So I have my
0: Instagram page, Grow Up Upright. So it's G-R-O-W-U-P-B-R-I-T-E, like light bright or rainbow bright, because that was... <laughs> The good I'm stuff. An 80s kid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Right there with you. <laughs> um,
0: so that's where a lot of my stuff is. I'm actually teaching a class with a new program called The Skills, and it is reimagining motherhood, and it basically helps walk moms through cleaning those closet of beliefs to transforming that into a vision, and then how you maintain it, like how you keep that closet of beliefs, nice and organized or clean so that you can be the exceptional mom and woman that you were meant to be. So I'm very excited about working with, with the skills and like getting to do that. And then I've been working on a podcast, but it's not quite ready yet, but that, but if you follow me on Instagram, then you'll definitely get wind of that. Coming soon! Can't wait yeah. for that. And it'll be like it'll be like a fifteen-minute little like pebble of like yes, I <laughs> love <of> that ripple, <laughs> ripple of, of positivity.
1: I love that. Cannot wait for that. So so many ways that listeners can go follow along. I will put all of that in the episode Perfect. show notes. Um, Cannot wait for all that to come. So thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having
0: me. This <laughs> was so much fun. I mean, listen, anytime moms get to to like just talk. For sure. Like it's like it's it's and like the breath of we, fresh air. Right. It's like, yeah. you know, like and it's so relatable. It's like, you know, when you when kids get together, you know, like they'll go and they just instantly like start playing with each other. And you're like, kids just love kids. Like moms just kind of love mom.
1: That's so a <laughs> whole that's another episode. Another episode coming soon on one of these two podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of fun and laughter in this week's conversation. But before we go, I wanna leave you with today's truths and takeaways. Number one, if you're starting something you and you don't know where to start, start with just one person in mind. Number two, just because you choose something, remember that it doesn't have to be forever. Number three, you're allowed to make mistakes and try something because it will lead you to the next thing. Number four, keep going because you're just around the corner from something amazing. Number five, we all forget lunch. Number six, stop trying to push boulders, just toss the pebbles. Number seven, drop into the season of motherhood that you're in. Number eight, even when you feel like you aren't doing, know that you are. And lastly, number nine, be those people to the people around you that help them feel the support that you're looking for as well. Well, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you haven't already, would love for you to subscribe to the podcast, share this episode with a friend or on social media, and take a few quick seconds to leave a review you. Thanks so much. And until next time.